The second uh, reading from Scripture is taken from the uh, fourth chapter of this same epistle, 2 Corinthians. beginning uh, at verse 6. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the knowledge, the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay, to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body of death, the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our body. For we who have who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke, we also believe. And so we speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. May the Lord bless to us this portion of his word. It may seem a little early to be speaking of it, but next month, you know, is Thanksgiving month. And uh, as people in the United States have done for well over 150 years, we will observe a day of uh, Thanksgiving. It was in 1863 that President Abraham Lincoln called upon uh, the nation that was being torn apart by war to celebrate a harvest festival uh, late in November of that year. But nearly 70 years earlier, uh, President Washington proclaimed a day of thanksgiving, uh, also in uh, November. But it goes back even farther than that. The origins uh, of such a day in our land uh, go back to the autumn of 1621 when Governor William Bradford summoned uh, the few pilgrims at, uh, in Plymouth Colony to a three-day festival to commemorate God's gracious provision of a harvest and his providential care of so many of them during their first year in the new world. 
And so it is not only historical, but also very uh, appropriate and good for us to be thankful as well and to give expression in words of gratitude to God. As Christians, of course, we have very much to be thankful for, and not just on one day of the year. Sad to say there is far too little gratitude for the benefits that God has poured out upon this country. Far too little sense of how much we owe to God for the things that we enjoy. Wouldn't it be wonderful, perhaps you have thought, uh, as I have, to be able sort of to spread that attitude of uh, thanksgiving, to multiply the thanksgiving that we have as Christians to other uh, people. Wouldn't it be great to do something to cause our thanksgiving to overflow uh, towards other people and that they also would give thanks to God for all that they have. Well, in uh, his second letter to the church in Corinth, Paul shows two ways that thanksgiving can be increased and multiplied. The first way uh, he mentions in chapter 9, we read first of all, namely through the generosity of our gifts, that action causes an outpouring of thanksgiving. He calls upon the gifts of Christians to their fellow believers so that they might meet real needs and generate uh, thanksgiving to God. He puts it this way, you will be enriched in every way, he says in chapter 9, verse 11, to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. You may know, if you're familiar with this, this uh, letter, that chapters 8 and 9 are really an extended discussion of uh, a planned offering that had begun in Corinth for the relief of Christians in Jerusalem who had become victims of persecution and, and famine. Well, it's one thing to take an offering. It's, it's another thing to get it to its destination. And it was certainly more complicated in the ancient world than it is today. There was no way to go down to the local bank and then push a button and transfer the funds uh, thousands, hundreds of miles uh, away with the push of a button. So uh, the Christians in Corinth in collecting the, the offerings to send to Jerusalem had gotten bogged down, and Paul spends some time here in this letter trying to, to spur them on to finish that work. <clears throat> he says that uh, every one of them must give as he's decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a 
cheerful giver. That is one that flows generously from a heart of love and gratitude. And we can be assured that God is pleased with that because God loves a cheerful giver, he says. And uh, such gifts really meet pressing needs of people. And that ought to give us great satisfaction that we are uh, providing necessary relief. Uh, You have deacons and uh, a deacon's fund. And they, the deacons stand ready to uh, relieve hunger, perhaps uh, offer uh, emergency medical aid or even assist refugees. I don't know all of the things that they uh, are doing, but I can well imagine that they have many opportunities. When we give to this local church, we are providing Uh, support for everything uh, that is involved in the preaching of the gospel, of the word of God, of uh, evangelism and nurture of Christians uh, within uh, our community. When we give, as I hope uh, we will all do uh, next month, to the uh, Orthodox Presbyterian Thank Offering, Uh, you will be providing funds to uh, supply uh, food and shelter to uh, missionaries and church planters in uh, more than 40 uh, fields uh, in the United States as well as on several uh, continents, uh, South America, Africa, and Asia, as well as uh, assist in the the training and preparation of future pastors for our churches. But gifts of love and generosity not only meet the needs of people that we know and love, our, our gifts also glorify God in another way. Paul says in verse 12 that this ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, which we've mentioned, but is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. In other words, gifts not only help out people who receive them, but it also makes for a bigger and wider thanksgiving. Those who receive our help through our gifts will praise God for our generosity and obedience to the Lord. Imagine the thanks uh, that will be given to, that is given to God when faithful diaconal aid is, is delivered to pay a medical bill, when assistance is sent to places that have been hit with natural disasters, uh, even in our own country, when food is put on the table of those who are uh, out of work. Think of, of our missionaries laboring under often usually difficult circumstances in places like Haiti uh, or China or Uganda, struggling uh, with the language and, and, and disease and natural disasters. 
as they receive uh, the monthly support that is provided by the people in our church in this country, uh, they are on their knees thanking God for the kindness and generosity of his people. Through such generous gifts of, uh, of God's people, thanksgiving spreads far and wide beyond uh, the city limits, beyond the boundaries of our own uh, state. And God is glorified. The Orthodox Presbyterian Church, as most of you know, uh, has combined the efforts of missionary and uh, educational work uh, under the uh, title of Worldwide Outreach. And our General Assembly has approved a budget of in excess of $4 million dollars uh, used to uh, support uh, those who are giving of themselves to uh, spread the gospel to people who are living in ignorance and, and sin. We have been entrusted with this glorious message, but those who are to take it, to give their lives in devotion to bringing that good news to others, need uh, support. They need assistance. And uh, uh, that only comes from those of us who uh, live our lives here and uh, do not travel uh, far, far away. The thank offering that is received each November has this year a goal, hold your breath, of, I learned just this last week, of $1,250,000. Gulp. Uh, this, uh, that's just a lot of money. Well, it, it boils down to about $50 per member of our church. Uh, which is in itself a large amount for some people. For uh, many of us, it's uh, loose change. Some cannot give that much. Others are in a position to give uh, much more than that. But if the gifts pour in to meet that goal and maybe even to surpass it, what rejoicing and thanksgiving there will be to God. Uh, Lift it up. From the, uh, from the churches to the glory of God. But that is not the only way that thanksgiving is multiplied. There was another reference in chapter 4 that stressed that the, gen- the generosity of God's grace causes the outpouring of thanksgiving. There, Paul says in the end of the passage we read, chapter 4, verse 13, since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke, we also believe and so we also speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into into his presence. 
For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. Paul and missionaries, uh, even in our own day, uh, other servants of the gospel who have uh, followed in his footsteps, uh, did not have an easy time of it. This was not a walk in the park, as we would say. He lists some of the difficulties that he endured. We're afflicted, he says, in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. And many missionaries around the world can echo those same sentiments. But he had no regrets. It was not a waste of his time and energy. It was all worth it. Outwardly, he may have been, as he says, uh, wasting away. But inside, he was being daily uh, renewed. Everything he went through for the, was for the benefit of God's people. How? Through the preaching of the gospel. God's grace in Christ was reaching more and more people, and that resulted in greater and greater thanksgiving to God. Someone uh, has paraphrased uh, verse 15 there like this, the more of you who are One for Christ, the more there are to thank him for his great kindness, and the more the Lord is glorified. So, do we want to increase thanksgiving? We want to spread the beauty of uh, gratitude uh, beyond uh, these walls? Then give, yes, but also seek by prayer and by your own personal effort, uh, an outpouring of God's uh, grace so that salvation will come to more people. There are some places where we have missionaries, I think particularly of Uganda and and China, where at the moment the harvest of uh, souls seems to be very large. Uh, When we don't personally uh, witness many changes in other people. It's easy to console ourselves that, well, we're, we're here uh, and we're being faithful to God's uh, truth. We're not distorting the word of God and uh, we, we trust God to bring about results. Well, that's an important thing to do. But loyalty to God's truth can never be an excuse for uh, being content with seeing God's kingdom at a standstill. Now, we American Christians, uh, church people, are are preoccupied with numbers these days. Uh, We uh, are infatuated with, with, with crowds and great size. And if we see something like that, we, th- we say that must be uh, successful in God's eyes. Well, 
you know that that's not true, that uh, the masses of people are often deceived and follow error. But there is a sense here that an interest in quantity is, is correct. Numbers do count. Isn't that what Paul is saying here in verse 14, 15? As grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. One commentator has uh, put it this way. The more people who come to know the grace of God through the gospel Paul preaches, the more numerous will be the thanksgiving that will be evoked and the greater the praise that will be offered to God. Paul was concerned that uh, more and more people, as he went about the Mediterranean world, would hear the good news and enter new life in Christ. Why? So he could go back to Antioch where he'd come from and uh, submit an impressive uh, report to enhance his reputation and resume as a, a wonderful apostle? No. He wanted to glorify God by increasing thanksgiving that grace had spread to more people. Well, a natural objection from us may be that, well, we can give, we can put money in the plate, but we can't manipulate God's grace. Well, that's correct. We certainly can't manipulate God. We can't control the grace of God like uh, the, the, the water coming out of the faucet. But there are things that we can do. We can pray. Pray that our gifts will bear uh, fruit. And they will not, uh, apart from the grace of God. We must pray that God would use the ministry of his servants to reach the lives of many, many people. Hearts of lost sinners like all of ours at birth are dead, but God raises the dead to life. Pray for revival among ourselves, among the people in our community. Grace needs to spread in our own lives and in our families. But then we are also in a position to go. The Lord uses his children, those who have come to know Jesus, in order to spread the grace, the message of his grace, and to multiply thanksgiving. He uses your words to your friends, to your neighbors. He uses your acts of kindness to direct it to someone who's in need. He uses parents who train and catechize uh, their children in the faith of the gospel. He uses young children speaking to their friends and uh, classmates. As we pray and work, as God blesses, then 
the chorus of thanksgiving swells to a mighty crescendo of praise to God for his grace. Perhaps we think of uh, thanksgiving uh, only as a a private family uh, observance celebration, something that uh, is very personal to each one of us that we do with those who are near to us under the same roof. Well, it is that, of course, but it's more. You and I can participate in the increase, in the multiplication of thanksgiving beyond the circle of our family, of our local church. How? By pouring out our gifts to God, especially uh, at this time of year in, in our thank offering for the support of worldwide missions and Christian education. As God uses them to bless and enrich others, thanksgiving spreads and grows. By prayer and witness, God uses our prayers and our witness uh, to uh, bring salvation to those who are lost and thereby to create thanksgiving to his name. We all have so very much to be thankful for. The uh, greatest blessing, as Paul says here, is this inexpressible gift of the Lord Jesus Christ and the eternal life that he has purchased with his own blood on the cross. Here's how uh, an old gospel chorus puts it. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation, so rich and free. It ought to be our desire that many more people would join in the singing of that chorus in that choir, praising and thanking God for his redeeming love and the saving grace that has been revealed in the Lord Jesus Christ. So let us give, let us pray, let us work so that the joyful sounds of thanksgiving may overflow and fill the whole earth to the praise and the glory of our God. Amen. Let's pray. Our gracious God and Heavenly Father, we give thanks to you for the gospel of your grace and for the uh, mighty working of Christ that has made that gospel uh, possible. We pray that uh, you would use us both in our uh, prayers and in our gifts to increase thanksgiving for that work of grace, that your name may be glorified here and in all of the earth. We pray through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.